On this episode of the Quick Pop Podcast, it's Revolution, baby! AEW just had their second annual Revolution pay-per-view, and Ace and Jake and returning host Nelstar are here to break down all the things and tell you how it went out with a bang. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of the Quick Pop Podcast. It is time for another episode of the Quick Pop Podcast. I am here once again with my main man, my co-host, my partner in crime, DJ Jazzy Bad Take Jake. You can just take which one of those you want and like mesh it how you want, how you want to call him. Uh, but he, we got Jake here. Thanks for always being there, Jake, uh, even though I say things about you. Um, wait, wait, what do you say? What do you say? <laughs> Nothing but nice things. Um, say it to my screen. Say it to my screen. You suck. Um, and with us, surprisingly, we have a, mm-hmm. I wouldn't call him a guest. A guest would be selling them way too short. Um, <clears throat> he is an original member. He frequently takes breaks, uh, which is fine. He really needs <laughs> some time. Uh, we're here uh, with Hollywood Nell. I feel like I should do and like I should have stood up and walked into frame just now. And I'm not Hollywood Nell anymore. I don't live there. I, I left. Um, oh, well, well, to be fair, yeah. your Hollywood was always based on your uh on your like NWO style, like oh WCW yeah, fair, 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 fair. I was like, wait, you definitely I were not location anymore. <laughs> I don't live in Hollywood anymore. I'm back in you were more, great state you were of Texas. More, yeah, well, I, I I'll say this without getting too far. Most of the time, I would agree. Great state of Texas. <laughs> yeah, fair. Lately, thing <laughs> anyway. Um, welcome back. It's always a Thank pleasure. You. Uh, when you make your returns, uh, you're like uh, Chris Jericho. You leave for a while and then you show up with a new uh, face and we love it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're on a kind of a slow hiatus uh, in wrestling uh, last week, last night, notwithstanding. Uh, in general, everyone's just kind of gearing up to their big thing. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, especially, especially with uh WrestleMania coming in close uh, back in Florida. Um, a lot of the stuff is either like filler or just set up. Well, that's uh, because Vince is still trying to get a card for WrestleMania. You know, yeah, just he's, like, he's desperately up. also trying to get permission to to put human bodies there. Yeah. Uh, although I, I, I think they last night the same permission as they did with the Super Bowl. I think they can do like twenty five percent or something like that. True, mm-hmm. but I mean that 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 would be my question though. Is are they doing it like the Super Bowl where it was like invite only? I assume that I'd be he is going to do everything that the Super Bowl did, pretty much. Like he's, he's going to do whatever to- he can to make money. Yeah, like I, I mean, guarantee you, they're going to still do the uh, the Super Bowl like uh, cardboard cutouts that they sold. Did y'all hear mm-hmm. about that? Yeah, like yeah, I guarantee yeah. they're going to do that. They're going to be like, spend a hundred dollars, and we'll have a cardboard cutout at you in the third <laughs> row. I got news for you. I'm doing that. 
if I, and if I, if I, they're like, if they are like, oh yeah, you know, we're going to select you, just send us a headshot of you. As much as it would be against my quote unquote kayfabe, I'm going to dress in an AEW shirt and be like, here, here's the headshot. 100% they're going to refund you your money or just take your money and not put it in the crowd. No, no, no. no. Just, what it would be make, is you wouldn't see you like AEW. A black shirt. They'll just cut it out. You would, They'll just make it a solid You wouldn't see black. AEW. You would just see like the little tops where like, if you know, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, th- I think we can all agree that uh, this past Sunday night was what really dominated the last seven days. Uh, yeah. With a, with a, it went out with a bang, sort of. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, let's get into a little bit of news. So starting Is this out, breaking news. Uh, breaking? No, not breaking. Just just news. Breaking would be different. Uh, no. Uh, starting out, the only. Uh, news that I could think of uh, that's like newsworthy across everything is NXT will no longer be on Wednesday nights. Uh, it are moving to Tuesdays. And uh, obviously, when that happened, the Twitter community decided to, you know, go right back into the like AW on the war. They finally nudged him out. Uh, most reports state that it was more because uh, what was it? Is it NBC or NBC Sports Network is shutting down? That's That's what it was. Yeah. And therefore, the USA Network is going to become like a de facto sports network for NBC on anything that won't take over on like normal NBC channel or any of the other ones that they're going to keep in uh, in the rotation. Which is really interesting because USA has spent a long time being like, you know, like a regular television show network that uh, sometimes showed sports. So if they like switch over to a major, like I'd say about 75%, 65% sports, that'll be, that'd be interesting to see <laughs> USA turn, uh, and how W, I mean, WWE obviously fits into that, but like just promotion wise, how it fits into. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, what's weird though. I feel bad for this. Uh, for saying this, because I, I mean, I don't want to like. I'm not trying to pick a side here. If I could watch both uh, AEW and uh, and NXT like at the same time, I absolutely would. The only thing that kind of uh, makes me happy about this is now I can watch NXT because normally I can't on Wednesdays, and so now I'll just have to watch one uh, replay, which is AEW, like after the fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, granted, that's if I'm not just sitting on Twitter when I'm supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing Wednesday nights, uh, and you know, going like, "Oh yeah, I kind of know what's going on." Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's going to be good all the way around because AEW now will be uncontested as far as wrestling goes. So I think it could help <laughs> them maybe boost their ratings some, uh, and I think it'll help NXT have a night where it's the only wrestling show that night. I think it's a, a win-win for both. Um, yeah, I think I that's what I like. Mm-hmm. Tony Khan said it best. Tony Khan said it best. It's like the fans win both ways here. Like yeah. those shows now get uncontested nights, and so now you don't have to have to choose a side. You can watch both. 
left. Yeah. And I, I think this lets AEW become a million viewers show week in and week out. So now, because yeah. everyone's always like, or some of the critics have always said, well, AEW is not a true contender or a true major, major player until they hit that million dollars uh, or million dollars, million viewer a week thing. And I think yeah. the only thing that's been holding them back is that AEW and NXT's audience are such an overlap. Like complete overlap because it is. I mean, let's just be completely uh, honest. Like it, it's they're the mainstream indies. That's what yeah. they are. It, it's it's yeah. everything that we love about indie wrestling on national TV. With with I mean, with the slew of like big names. Then you got Finn and you got Jericho and Moxley and and Kenny. But I mean, everyone else is it is the best of the best when it comes to the indie scene. Yeah, it's it's two best of like the top of the crop products facing off and you know mm-hmm. naturally from just the fact that they practically come on the same side you quote had to pick a side now mm-hmm. you can just enjoy both yeah i'm yeah. excited to watch nxt now because i would always choose aew i mean for the fact yeah. that my favorite wrestlers are over there so right right no yeah i totally um, yeah. i think there's a bunch of people that echo that sentiment. There are AEW fans that are like, awesome, I can finally watch NXT. And as Nell said, like, I think AEW's been hovering around seven, eight, nine hundred thousand. I I think if, if you tell me you switch nights, they don't get easily one hundred to two hundred thousand more fans watching them. I, I think mm-hmm. they're gonna get that easy. I I, oh, I, th- sure. I think I think it's only going to help strengthen both products, especially from a uh ad revenue standpoint and viewership. Absolutely. But uh, that's the only like major news I could think of uh, that actually went down in the last uh, seven days. Unless y'all can think of something, you know, not related to what went down on Sunday night, because that's its own. That's in a class of its own, as far as I learned. uh, I was just gonna say we learned Shaq Shaq can take an actual bump. Yeah, we did lose. Yeah, we did learn that. (laughs) And where is he? He was in an ambulance, and then he wasn't there. Shaq has disappeared. I thought he was going to show up at the pay-per-view. I really did. Um, Mm -hmm. I I, I will say... I was going to say the mysticism got ruined a little bit for me, though, because Mm -hmm. uh, I came across a a fan video uh, that showed what the cameras didn't show, and I was like, oh, why did I have to look at that? It was was the typical wrestling thing where they leave, you know. I was they did anyway. a great job, I think, of uh, highlighting his positives and then like hiding the negatives, because I mean, I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting Shaq to be able to go in the ring, you know, uh, he, but he did his uh, what he was there for. He was this big dominating like he looked like I've always like, like we've always known Chantal and stuff, but you put him next to Cody and stuff. Dude, he looked massive. He looked like he was going somebody. And. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the spot when they threw him outside the ring, he started destroying everyone. The the, the table spot, like you said, of him taking the bump. Um, he did a decent body slam to Cody. Like he was only there for a short period of time, but the small points in the match, he mm-hmm. made an impact. And it, it didn't look like somebody playing wrestler. It looked like somebody is doing a good job. Mm-hmm. I mean that power bomb looked good. That power bomb he threw on, yeah. on, that, on Cody that little, was a the little Brody Lee tribute too. Yep. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Shaq did his homework. <laughs> or they told him I mean, what he, to do five minutes before the match. <laughs> I, I don't know. I like to think that Shaq is secretly a Brody Lee fan. <laughs> I see it. I could see it. Yeah. 
yeah. both big both big dudes. I could see it. So that that was a nice. Uh, but it, was, I it. it was impressive. No, no, that I mean, yeah. the only other news that we got is we saw Paul White on AEW television for the first time. That is true. We did see Paul White. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he signed. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: I uh, was reading because I was still always like slightly troubled. Like a lot of uh, former uh, WWE legends were like, "Man, it, we just didn't expect you know Paul to do this uh, with everything that like backstage like that uh, Vince has done for him." And then there came a story where uh, Big Show, I say Big Show, Paul, I got to start saying Paul. Uh, it's kind of like Moxley. Paul. It'll be something right, that it's I, 20, it's, kinda, it's been 20, 22 years. I still call him the giant. Okay. Well, like, it, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, no, what was, uh, that was another thing uh, to get to loop off real quick. Uh, AEW trademarked Captain Insano uh, from Waterboy. <laughs> and I thought, are you guys gonna? <laughs> uh, they need, but no. Uh, Paul said in an interview, "Have it have being the elite, just something, right? Just just to have him show up, um, dude." If they start doing people, segments where like he's doing interviews Insano. and people are like calling in to ask him questions mm-hmm. as Captain Insano, that will be amazing. I would, I, I'd watch it. <laughs> I'd yeah, same. Especially, especially yeah. if Adam Sandler just called in again. <laughs> um, but yeah, in an interview, Paul uh, or somebody calling in Paul doing a impression. Either way. Oh yeah, M- Mr. Captain Insano. Um, Paul actually <laughs> went on an interview and stated that uh, he Vince reached out to him like shortly after that segment <laughs> aired and was like, you know, hey, uh, nothing but the best of luck. Uh, I think this will be great for you. I think for your talent, you've got so much to prove. Basically, a very rare nice guy Vince moment. Yeah. Where like, Vince yeah, was being, like... Yeah, it just, hey, I'm happy for you and AAW, you know, got a real asset in you and good on them. And, you know, I, he's like, wish the best for both of them. Yeah, it was crazy how, like when that came up and they were like, yeah, uh, Vince was actually, you know, just like super nice, super chill and did nothing but the best of luck. I just sat there like, well, it's like, didn't wait, didn't Vince tell, give Jericho the best of luck speech. Too? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, go, go yeah. to, like, good luck in AEW. I, I hope your career thrives and thank you for all that you've so done much for box. me. Yeah, no, no. I think he was a little upset sure. about Mox. Yeah. I think Mox is banned from WWE for life. Uh. <laughs> Uh well it's probably Mox as Ambrose may not be. Um <laughs> but no that was that's pretty much it. Paul Paul came out. <laughs> Paul decided to give the vaguest vague uh, vagueness uh possible. Uh even I don't know if it was even intentional to drop like I don't know red herring hints like cuz when he accidentally called it uh AEW Evolution and everyone was like oh, Batista and everyone no. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. I think the whole time they were having fun, like toying with the internet of like who could it oh, be? You know, I'm sure they, after they the internet exploded, they had fun. Oh, yeah. I just don't know if in the in that segment, like in that you know little promo, he intentionally mm-hmm. said evolution over revolution. Oh, but, that uh, yes, but I just meant like everything else. Like I think that they were teasing because they knew that people wanted to know. They knew it was a hot button issue, and they were stirring the pot to. Uh, uh, get more interest, hopefully get more buys. I, I can't blame them. We I would have done it if I was in that company too. Yeah, even we were speculating. So, I mean, to each his oh, own yeah. there. Uh, but you know what? 
that's not why we're here today. Uh, less than actually right at 24 hours ago, uh, we had AEW's. This is their second revolution. Yes, right? it is now. Uh, I think they yes. announced it's now an annual show. Well, the, a lot of the stuff yeah. that's like come out now, like within this past mm-hmm. year and going forward, is now they can actually start saying, you know, annual is. It's not an annual yeah. at first. Uh, well, it's so like Fighter Fest won't be an annual thing, or you know, like right, right. The, the the certain stuff that they've done. You know, but, uh, let's but. let's get right into our main event, which is AEW Revolution. Uh, I it, let's uh, from the get go, we had the the buy in match. Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, I want to talk about the way that they do pre shows because oh, yeah. I, I I love the fact. That they spend 30 yeah. minutes with no one talking and just getting everyone up to speed on all the storylines that are about to take place at this this yes. pay-per-view. And to me, as someone like I love AEW, yes. and I cannot watch every Wednesday. I just can't. And I don't have the time to watch AEW Dark 99% of the time. Uh so it's it was nice yeah. to, be able to sit down and see. Like I had actually missed a couple of the sting spots with 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 Ricky Starks, and I had missed the entire women's uh, tournament except for last week's match of Mia uh, Rio versus Nyla. So that was just, it's just a very nice difference compared to the like WWE lead in where it's a talking head show for an hour and a half. Well, and that's just like I feel yes. like a lot of the pre-show for WWE is just like we have all these legends and legacy contracts, and we got to do something with them. So y'all go uh, speculate like, like it's the Super Bowl. I feel exactly what you just said is a great point. I feel like AEW pre-show is a wrestling pre-show. It's the one I grew yes. up watching. It's the one that was there before I started watching. Mm-hmm. I feel like WWE's pre-show has become a Super Bowl pre-show, a uh, NFL, Very NBA pre-game thing, where it's just like, hey, we're not going to really just get into like the true discussion of this storyline, but we're just going to like half-ass discuss it. And mm-hmm. it just comes off as just this guy being like, yeah, it was wild when he did that thing. Who do you think is going to win? And it's just like, what thing? What are you talking about? I didn't see that episode. What happened? Whereas AEW no. is doing video packages. They're, they're doing all this other stuff. Yep. There, there are two two bits that I I will as an aside like that I I do appreciate, but maybe it's just me uh, that WWE does. Our truth, one, our truth, a hundred percent. Like without the pre-show, <laughs> we don't have our truth. So as much as like I mean, I'd love to everything. see them. As much as I'd like to see him elevated back into main event status, right now without the pre-show, there's no truth because other without the pre-show. And the three-hour raw, there is no use for the twenty-four-seven champion, which he is not, and he better get it back soon because twenty twenty-four-seven champion is uh, is our truth. Just like the uh, intercontinental title for the longest time was like the Miz, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's there's yeah. just certain titles that you just attribute to somebody, and yeah, he's that. You know, the forty-seven time yes. champ. I mean, not, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. The Miz with the IC title and before that Christian with the IC title, like there's or right. Mick Foley with the hardcore title back then. It's like, yeah. just our truth is 24 seven. Everyone touts yes. Rick Flair and his 16 and got nothing on Rick or our uh, truth with his 47. We need to, well, that's, that's don't forget Chris Jericho with the record IC title runs with nine. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. And, and the six billion holds, but I will hey, give you. Don't worry, WWE is trying to forget about that. <laughs> they're like, the, oh, they're like, I don't oh. even remember who held the record. The record. <laughs> that, that little, seg- that little segment. 
that little segment. Wasn't there somebody else that you were friends with? Mm, I was just like, ooh, tread carefully, y'all. Let's, let's make a list yeah. of who it could be. That was such a great segment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was the best one. Uh, but back to it, the, uh, the pre-show, uh, only one match on the buy-in. But even that match was good. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. was uh, Rip Baker and Mystery Partner uh, taking on um, drawing a blank now. I don't know why. Thunder Rosa and Riho. That's what I, yep. I could think of Riho, but I was like, I want to list Thunder first because Thunder Rosa, who has a literal death metal song as an entrance. How can you forget yes. her? But <laughs> well, I love Thunder Rosa. Not so because of you, so but I am trying to like kayfabe expand my horizons. <laughs> I'm still quote unquote the WWE mark, but I at least want to know because in a trivia thing recently, I got shut out and I realized, oh, I should probably broaden my horizon. I'm just going to say you don't have to be you can, you don't have to be an AEW mark to be a Thunder Rosa fan because technically she's not an AEW wrestler. She's an NWA wrestler. Yes, that's my point. Like I, there was a uh there was a wrestling trivia qualifier that me and Jake did, and I got blown out of the water. And so I was like, I'm going to start broadening my horizons. Uh, Good on you. So, yeah, uh, fantastic. And I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Britt Baker, Britt Baker came out. Cheers. Uh, <laughs> Britt Baker came Cheers. out, and uh, she, uh, she was like, hey, I have a doctor's note. Ignore the fact that I'm a doctor that my partner can't compete. She's injured. She was like, even come out. Look, look how injured she is. And she's just like doing the most like, I swear I have a crutch. I swear. Like mm-hmm. person who did person who was like, yeah, 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 go use the crutch. And they were like, how do you want me to use it? And they're like, no, it's not important. Just go use it. Um, <laughs> and so they were like, oh, cause I had to go get us. I had to go get another partner. And out came the my new favorite women's wrestler. <laughs> it's Ron's favorite, but Ron's not here. Ron's to talk favorite, about it. so he doesn't get to call that. That's what happens when you don't show up. My favorite new women's wrestler <laughs> of all time, uh, <laughs> the glorious that is Miko. Uh, Maki so, Ito. Maki Ito. Maki Ito. You, don't, you, can, you don't even know her name, and she's Look, your favorite, dude. I. I, like I'm, like you, uh, Ron, I'm like you, Nell. I didn't watch a lot of the or get to watch a lot of the women's tournament. Mm-hmm. So like I know her by name, but I'm not too familiar with her. When she mm-hmm. came out and like <laughs> immediately started singing, I was like, wait, 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 I was like, your your gimmick is like K-pop or something like that. I'm like, yeah, you're already money. You're already it's, money. Like she's AEW's yeah. our truth, but better. Yeah, and it's it's wild because like her story is that she got kicked out of this J-pop idol group and then started her own J-pop idol group with her tag team partners in wrestling. So there's so much crossover and and she yeah. literally runs around with her middle fingers up screaming MF her yeah. at everyone and See, and Jim Cornette hates her, which makes me I love her. <laughs> so like Has- in all honesty she may she may be not good in, in the ring, ring, you know. I mean, like she she did impress me. Like, she she could be. She's a, she, just, yeah. Did you just not the see the most devastating out, finisher of all time? That headbutt. Oh my yeah. gosh. No, no, no I know. I'm saying, what I'm saying is she could be. She's not, but she could be. But the fact that you come in and I'm already like, okay, you're this like J-pop character for right now. That's a great gimmick. And then, like you said, she's flipping everyone off and just yelling him effort. It's like. 
okay, your character's amazing already. Your character is just everything that's fun about wrestling. Get cool, maybe you're going to bring me or not. I'm already on this journey. I'm with you, girl. Let's go. Yeah, gets gets slapped, starts crying, and then it's just like, all right, well, now I'm just upset, and I'm just going to beat you up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I just... She, you know what? She reminds me of like a, she's a Michael Nakazawa, but female, and it, it's almost like comedic wrestling, and I love every like, bit yeah. of it. So yeah, like I Michael Nakazawa that. and our truth, and like merge them and make female. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, she she looks like she's um, gonna be so much fun. And surprisingly, I thought for sure because Thunder Rosa is Thunder Rosa that Thunder Rosa would win. Uh, Surprisingly, Brit and uh, Captain Insano Female Edition uh, won. With uh, a caveat, uh, well, Rebel, not Reba. A caveat. <laughs> Rebel, Rebel, not, not Reba. Reba. Who is, by the way, spoiler alert, wasn't injured. What? <laughs> Wait, what <laughs> was it? Are you telling Are you me telling that me she heels just did heel didn't shit? know how to use that? I don't believe yeah. it. Yeah. Come on, heels no. did heel shit. And uh, yeah, so. I don't know. Like, so I thought the match was great. The ending makes me angry because like there, I mean, we'll get into this with a women's championship match. There's like no legitimate threat to, to uh, Hikaru right now. And I felt like Thunder Rosa should have been built up to be that threat. And so this kind of, but now you have, now you're going to have a Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa uh, program, but like, who is Sheeta, the world champion, going to be fighting whenever you literally your two best wrestlers, female wrestlers or women wrestlers, are in a program together? Yeah, I mean, I, match I, I later on, even, match later on, show that there is a contender out there, though. I mean, uh, didn't say top contender. Top. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get into uh, it. We'll get into it first. match ended did not start out with as much as a bang as we were expecting uh, which seemed to be a lot I mean, of low at least, it, at least the, the pay-per-view is a whole oh no absolutely uh, yeah, I like, like that I, yeah, yeah let me Spoiler warning. <laughs> oh, God. I may, awesome. I'm, I may or may not have a sound soundbite. So. This is oh, given who's in it, like, duh, yeah. you know. <laughs> it was uh, the opening match, just for anyone that may not have watched or is not following. Uh, it's the Young Bucks defending the uh, yeah. AW, uh, yeah. AEW tag team titles against Jericho and MJF. Yeah. Yeah. We're just gushing over this match, and we're like, oh, wait, right, no, right. 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 Uh, we should tell I mean, who's in it. Probably should mention the, who's the in it. The thing I liked most about this match, it was not a traditional Young Bucks match. And for a tag team, they get so much flack for, oh, it's just high spot here and high spot there. This was more of a match that felt like a fight. Like, yeah, the Young Bucks got in their high spots, but it was more so telling the story about how Young Bucks are more just like blood feud angry at Jericho and MJF, and then MJF and Jericho were just trying to do... <laughs> heal stuff and cheat and uh and just outsmart the young bucks and stuff like that and i i liked that they didn't do a lot of high spots in this match they made it feel like it was mm-hmm. more of a fight 
Uh, and it was just a different flow to a Young Bucks match. And I thought, uh, I, I don't know, I thought, I thought it made this match stand out because of that. Yeah, I, uh, you know, it was a revenge match, as so many people have said. Like, the Young Bucks yeah. were out for revenge for what, what uh, they'd done it. But I will, I will steal this thought from Simon Miller, because on ups and downs, I think he said it perfectly, is normally in a match like this, you would come out and you would lock arms, you know, and, and that's how you start the match. But the Young Bucks, I mean, at being the good guys, that's what you would normally do. But the Young Bucks yeah. out for revenge, like, straight up. Like Thez yeah, pressed these mad. guys and started started like wailing on both of them, just beating the crap out of them, and threw the whole babyface argument of a match out the window. And we're like, we're just gonna beat you down for what you've done, and actually make the, the storyline impacted the the way the match went. And I I thought it was yeah. probably one of the better ways to do this match. And we still got some of the spots, and we got the super kicks, yeah. and we got traditional young buck stuff but it was more of like you guys are getting a beat down in your two singles wrestlers which i love that in the the video package yeah that's what that was what was night nice, is even though this was going to be just a beat down match they still were like we still know who we are everyone's going to get their shine everyone's going to get their spotlight everyone for the most part hit their move um granted jericho uh hit the wrong person with his big move but uh yeah, what are you gonna do yeah. Um, it ended with uh, good old fashioned Melter Driver because that's how all Young Bucks matches end, either with a super kick party or the Melter Driver. Uh, you, you, you got you got a comments on that because you almost look like you were going to say something yeah. bad about the Melter Driver. No, I well one I whatever it's overrated. Uh, but I still think one of my, favorite, my favorite spots, uh, Jericho going for his first Judas effect and getting super kicked in the arm to cancel the Judas effect. Yeah. I was like, that was yes. brilliant. All right, I, I was like, you know what? All right, let's let's go. This is fun. Now we're now Dude, now yeah. this is the young bucks I know. That was some wrestling game logic. Like, oh, I found an injured <laughs> arm. He can't use his special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like this about the match. There was a few times that they even made me think, like, "Oh crap!" Like Jericho and MJF are about to win this. Like, oh yeah, there's, lots there's of your falls. Lots of yeah. Beer. There was a few spots that I was like, "No, this may actually be it." Uh, uh, yeah, it was it was a great match for ring psychology. It was it was really good. yeah. And I really like the way that MJF went into this match. He like if you go back and watch it, I mean, it's an, it's about a twenty minute match, and MJF did almost zero actual wrestling. He basically yeah. was the MJF character doing his thing. He'd do a couple hits there and get him on the ground and then taunt them. But it was mainly Jericho who did the wrestling for his team while MJF was MJF. I thought it was pretty good with Wardlow, out obviously, on the sidelines, like taking hits when he could. Like, it's a weird statement to say out of your mouth, but it's correct. It's almost like MJF was forced to wrestle. Even though he's a wrestler, <laughs> it was as if MJF was forced to wrestle. Mm -hmm. So he still yeah. was just himself, and he's just like, ah, whatever. You, you. No. yeah, yeah, it was um, fun. Next, we had uh, what was next? Uh, was it the casino or was it? No, yeah, it was the casino tag team tag team royale. Which, if we're being honest, wasn't a tag team royale. It was a tag team royal rumble. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. a royale would like a battle royale would be everyone's there. And then mm -hmm. you fight, not not the timer thing, but you or know, casino, casino royale sounds funner. 
they could have even done the casino version of it where they, you know, they draw by suits of cards and you come in as like a group of four. But no, this was 90 seconds. A new team comes in over the top ropes. Both people have to be eliminated to be eliminated. I did like uh, the both people thing, though. That was that was cool. Oh, yeah, it was was a very fun dynamic. (laughs) About halfway through the match, we realized, oh, wait, this whole tag team thing. The Dark Order could just break itself into a bunch of two different tag teams, yeah. which they did. They did. There was double. Yes. They were just like, ah, uh, you two go this time. All right, now uh, you two go this time. Like, realistically, the entire Casino Royale, if they played it right, could have just been the Dark Order. <laughs> it almost was. Just have everyone, I- everyone go out and then just bring a minion oh. with them. I'll say this about the match, though. It's like I kept forgetting how many teams was in there. So, like, after a team would come out, I was like, okay, now it's over. Nope, still a countdown clock. Okay, now this thought, nope, still a countdown clock. Complaint on that one. They also announced who was in it, and they changed it up in the middle of the match because Top Flight was literally on the graphic for it and yes. wasn't in it. And I picked yeah. Top Flight to win, and I was like, okay. Yeah. This I, is I have no idea uh, why they, they were not in it. I don't know if that was a last second change to feature some other team. I don't know. It was, it was weird. Uh, but yeah, I assume they'd be in it cause they've been pushing them. Yeah. I mean, uh, pretty heavily on a dynamite in big matches and stuff. I really like, I really like how the commentary fell into nostalgia there for a second. Cause they were like, Oh look, it's the Hollywood block. I mean the Hollywood. I was just like, I heard you almost say Hollywood yes. once. Yeah. Yeah, I they mean, kept almost saying Hollywood Blondes over and over. Yeah, I was like, I heard that you watched wrestling yeah. as a kid. I got you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah. it ended with uh, it was Phoenix and Jungle Boy were the final two. Well, uh, I want to talk about ending. the final four because it was Phoenix oh, and the final Pac four? in it, and then Jungle Boy and John Silver, who. I think John yeah. Silver is probably one of the more underrated wrestlers in, in the company, but it's because he's five foot four. Like, yeah. if you're yes. shorter than me, like we're having a problem. Um, yeah, that, and and he's like, it was just a good final four, and you like the 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 way that John Silver was eliminated with Ray Phoenix literally sprinting across an entire rope to kick him in the yeah. face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love. But, I love watching Ray work. Like, Phoenix is just—he's the best. He's like the you best. knew it was his spot, like you knew it was his to do it. But at the same time, you almost felt like Phoenix was like, "Oh crap, I'm not near where." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like, "I think yeah. I picked the wrong corner." But oh, crap, uh, I'm on the wrong corner. Can I yeah, get over there. And then Jungle Boy knocked out Pac after a little bit of uh, double teaming. But then we got almost three and a half minutes of Jungle Boy versus Ray Phoenix, and what has been some of the best wrestling I've seen in the past few years. Yeah, for usually if in a rumble scenario. On Dynamite, if this week or next week on Dynamite, we don't get that one-on-one match, what are we doing? Because like, yeah. I I want that one-on-one match so much right now. It's yeah, it's same. And it's so funny because when AEW started, like we honestly thought, and most people thought, out of those two tag teams, like Luchasaurus and Penta were going to be like the two stars of the two tag teams. And slowly yeah. but surely, Jungle Boy it, yeah. and yeah, I mean, no, of, of their respective tag teams as well. Oh, okay. I was about to say, not and, counting. And now it's it's Phoenix and Jungle Boy are the ones that are yeah. keeping their tag teams or their factions alive in the tag team division. And I'm not yeah. going to lie, I it, within the next year, I think both of those tag teams hold the uh, the tag team titles at some point. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I would that. not be surprised about that at all. Uh, especially now that Penta's back and healthy. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I... 
Dude, I, I hope th- that not only do they hold the tag titles, I hope those two teams feud over the tag titles because that yes. would be so much fun. So much and, fun. And I'm not biased having been at the bar wrestling tag team event <laughs> when Jungle Express formed, but <laughs> it or Jurassic Express or Jungle Express. Who called it? Someone called it Jungle Express. Simon Miller did. Whatever. That's why it's in my yeah. head. I was about to say, and, I've heard of that. Yeah, but I know it was. It was a, it, there was a stupid fun battle royal. If it's even though it's not a battle royale, and I'm dude, I'm really looking forward to Pack and Phoenix versus uh, uh, the Bucks. That's that match mm-hmm. is going to be crazy. That that match is going to be a spot fest, and in oh, all yeah. of the best ways. In all of the best ways. I'm just glad Pack's not floundering in the mid card anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's true. True that. True that. And I, I like this new, just like very vicious uh, character. Yeah, uh, agreed. Like, it's like he took his character like towards the end of his WWE run when he was cruiserweight mm-hmm. champion, and just, and just like everyone's, it. everyone's like, "Oh, take that character and crank it." You know, take your uh, your personality and crank it up to eleven. It's like he took that character and cranked it up to eleven mm-hmm. because, yeah, the was just fantastic. Uh, following that, yes. we had the uh, the AEW Women's Championship: Karushita versus Rio Mizunuma. Mizunami, sorry. Uh, I, I'm not it, gonna lie, I was not a fan of that match. It was not an impressive. Really? Match. Yeah, I, uh, like Rio felt Rio uh, Rio felt like. Her style and I like don't get me wrong, I love that that style of, of Japanese wrestling, but I felt like it was taking taken too far to where like her 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 chest slaps were almost comic. And yeah, and 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 I'm like and I love Hikaru Shida, but it's like she was so slow on so many of her moves and she missed a couple spots and it just it felt like the, yes. it was it was two people doing heel things in a match where two people can't do heel things in a match, and so it just fell flat for me. I I will agree with you in all that. I felt the second half of the match was smoother than the first half. I thought the first half, they were like trying to find their rhythm and it just wasn't there. And I think they got it going in the second half. But like you said, I think it was like almost too late to where it's like, yeah, it's entertaining now or more entertaining now. But like I've been mm-hmm. bored and. I'd seen all the mess ups through the first half of the match to where it's like you can't really call it a great match. You know, I, it was OK. It was OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, nothing too grand. Uh, we did get a neat little continuation. Uh, yeah. Where Nyla, uh, Rip Baker, Maki all ran out to beat up Sheeta. Uh, Thunder Rose came in. So they're kind of like, you know, getting that program going, even though I don't mm-hmm. think it needs to be a program. Uh, give Maki somebody to yell at, call it a day. Uh, I don't know. It, it wasn't, it wasn't the worst, uh, mm-hmm. but it's not often in AEW. We, we, we pride AEW's pay-per-views on not having a bathroom match that, you know, it's just action all the time. You don't want to miss any match. This one, I would have to unfortunately qualify as a bathroom match. And it was a championship yeah. match at that, which should never be the case. Do you think like, they are starting a new women's stable? 
maybe, but it definitely seems very like rushed together. Like there's, if we can get some story behind it, I could get behind it. But right now it's just like, uh, you guys like each other. So, so go. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe they put Makito with with Brit and Rebel, like just because, like that that's that, there. That like, makes sense, I guess. Yeah, because now Maki has she has a uh, an English like native English speaking voice, and she can still do her her crazy comedic shit that she does. But she got one of the yeah. best women on the mic, and Britt Baker. Um, yes, I just it. I, I think my biggest problem with this entire situation is that Thunder Rosa shouldn't have lost to Nyla. And then probably should have been in this match. It should have been Thunder Rosa versus Hikaru Shida. Yes, I agree. That's that from the beginning of the tournament. I was like, okay, Thunder Rosa is going to win, mm-hmm. so that we can get the rematch from back when it was NWA champion versus mm-hmm. AEW champion, and no title was actually on the line. But it's like this time a title's on the line. But mm-hmm. then they just, uh, I mean, I understand why they went the way they went. Yeah. Uh, but I agree with you. I, I, I don't see why we're not pushing Thunder. I just I yeah. don't see it. And the, and the process of getting to this match, you buried Thunder and you buried Britt, who are supposed to be your two biggest draws in the women's division right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, until, um, Jade Car- I and, until Jade learns how to wrestle. <laughs> so... Following this, uh, we had the the Miro and Kip Sabian versus Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor match. Miro and Kip versus best friends. I'm still mad uh, at this. Why are you mad? I will at say it? this. I'm, I'm, I assume he, like me, wasn't thrilled with the result. Not only that, okay, so it was a good match. I love that. It started off with, I love the heel, like, I love what they're doing with Miro. Don't get me wrong. I oh, yeah, love just the making fact him that, just this vicious beast? Yeah. Yeah, this vicious, absolute, psychotic maniac. I love every bit of it. But um, what I hate is that literally less than six months ago, Orange Cassidy was beating the likes of Chris Jericho, and now he's stuck in a mid-card tag team match and losing to Miro and Kip. And losing, yeah. Like, that was the, the problem I had, is that he, halfway through the match, like, finally showed up, and then mm-hmm. wasn't allowed to, he wasn't allowed to, when OC actually wrestles, like, demonstrate his capabilities. They did the kick, mm-hmm. you know, the vicious kick thing, which were brutal. Yes. I know, but, they really hurt Miro. But, um... I don't know. This just feels like they were like, oh, crap, we have Orange Cassidy. So uh, shoot, run out there, do your thing. All right, now we're going to end the match. Yeah. Like, it didn't feel like a best friends match. It felt like a two-on-one I, handicap match, and then they wanted to get their OC spot. Mm-hmm. It, the problem I have is it feels they want to push Miro, which is fine, but I think they want to push him solo. So it's like he's kind of over here in limbo with this tag team until they do this uh the uh, singles push and mm-hmm. so i'm just like break him and kip up let him do the singles push but mm-hmm. it's like it wouldn't have hurt miro if he loses like because you could have kip take the pin like yeah, i think best have friends kip take the that pin. have basically been you know like the heels did all the heel stuff going into this best friends yeah. needed i think should have got the win but let kip take the pin yeah. and then make miro mad that kip cost him a match or something well you know? now you have kip's gonna be mad at miro because he caused penelope yeah. for to get knocked off the ring and get hurt and and granted yeah. chuck took the pin instead of orange cassidy so you could say that like hey orange is a little bit protected there and yeah 
Yeah, but just barely so because you know Orange came into the match just to get beat up. Like yeah, we never threw, actually threw, saw Orange. What? Three or four orange uh, orange punches and 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 or orange crushes and 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 both of the guys were up like almost immediately. I'm like, oh great, his finisher yeah, is yeah. like, yeah. That's why I say like, I get what you're trying to say. They protected him a little bit, but it also feels like they didn't because you know Miro just kind of shrugged off. What's the quote unquote OC mm-hmm. signature? Yep. So agreed. And like the pre match stuff was also unnecessary if you were just going to make Miro be dominant the entire time anyway. Uh, yeah. so I don't know, like mixed is what I would go with. Although again, have to remember, have to respect OC mm-hmm. refused to run into, uh, into a woman. And I appreciate that. Like yep. we, we always have to respect that OC, you know, orange Cassidy so cool. will not hit a woman under any circumstance. I'm just going to throw this out there. Orange Cassidy is even better live than he is on TV. Yes, that is 100% true. And following yeah. you on Twitter is one of the best things you can do because he's so <laughs> yeah. just like blase to it. Uh, yeah. Next, we had a really fun match. Uh, Hangman Adam Page versus Matt Hardy. The big money match. Mm-hmm. Uh, this and match also, was so much better than I thought it was going to be. Oh, yeah. Uh, so many, so many kickouts on things that normally don't get kicked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you had private party backing up Matt Hardy the whole time, so it was already mm-hmm. you know a numbers advantage. Um, he he messed up the fingies earlier. I mean, this whole pay per view was like the death to fingies pay per view, but uh, yeah, they definitely immediately was like you know taking video game logic in and then like nope, got to take out the hand right now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, it, through through, it was, I mean, it was so for me. For me, it was like it just was just a classic wrestling match. Like they had their spots, they did what they did. Yeah. Matt Hardy and Hangman Page are, are great, fantastic wrestlers. So there there weren't any missed spots. Matt was doing his thing of being the heel and just trying to do everything he can to take out who we obviously felt was the superior opponent. And yeah, and then Hangman taking out Private Party. But then as soon as it got a little bit too 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 hardcore. Uh, the Dark Order came out and popped him back up so he could do his buckshot lariat. I just thought it was funny. Which is, when are you going to join the Dark Order? <laughs> yeah, it's not like I they think don't he's have about to. Members. I think this this will be the beginning of it. The Dark Member I, is in stage two of the cult, you know, cult guides are getting followers. They're just showering him with like help and favors. And they're just like, <laughs> will you just join already? <laughs> yeah. I think he's about to. He helped. We helped you mm-hmm. literally steal a whole quarter of earnings from a wrestler. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it was just it was it was a fun match to watch. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, damn, I, I love Simon now, Miller. So, like, you know, it's enough. There's not like not a lot to talk about it. Go watch it. It's fun. Here's the thing. Yeah. Even though I hope this kind of puts to bed the Matt Hardy, you know, page thing, let's go our separate, you know, do our own things. Mm-hmm. I really want every single week now Hangman to come out with some stupid gaudy purchase uh that mm-hmm. he went and bought with Matt's money. <laughs> so like so you want come him out to, with like you want him to be Cameron Grimes. I want but him just, to know like, like every week something different. So like week one he comes out with this unnecessarily huge like gold necklace. The next week he comes out with like a stack of iPhones. Like I want him to really accentuate the fact <laughs> that he's getting extra money 
from er- winning it off no, of I, Matt Hardy. Have him keep keep buying stuff for the Dark Order. Like you said, like a stack of cell phones, he's just passing them out to the Dark Order. <laughs> like he goes to like uh, like buys them all dinner, like uh, closes Ten out a bar. The chat. Yeah, yeah. I want him. As long as whenever he buys this stuff, it's integrated into his his uh, entrance graphic. Like right. buy yes. ten bottles okay. of Jack yeah. with Matt Hardy's money. <laughs> I want him to yeah. buy a new. I want him to buy new entrance music and buy like I want him to go up to someone and hand them a wad of cash and they're like, "How are you going to pay for this?" And just be like, "Matt's got it." <laughs> <laughs> Matt's got it. Takes Matt out to eat. It's kind of like you're yeah. treating me to dinner. <laughs> yes. Really, yes. they really, really, really needed to to hype up the fact that he just won Matt's money. Uh, yep. But following that, we had—I don't want to call it the spot fest, but it was definitely like everybody gets their time to shine. And that was the mm-hmm. base of the Eva—I mean, Revolution uh, ladder match, uh, which was Cody was in there. Penta, uh, sorry, Penta El Zero Zero Miedo was in there. Yeah, that's right. uh, Got to do the whole name. Uh, Scorpio yeah, Sky, Lance Archer, Max Caster, and debuting yes mr ego himself ethan page yes yes uh fantastic entrance music Uh, i will say um out of the two signings this is the one that excites me the most this Um, should be the one that excites you the most because we're i think we're going to get into the other one after this but yeah this is the one we will uh, but like this this one has a has longer period of time to do stuff in the ring than the other yeah not not just that did anything ethan has so much of an upside like he's good in the ring he's great on the mic like he's now gotten cut so like he has like the look you want of a guy Mm -hmm. of a champion in wrestling like i just think that that dude has such a high ceiling in this company oh yeah uh so um can we talk about how Penta apparently seemed to be just hell bent on murdering everybody in that ring? Like that okay. was his goal. Not only trying to murder everyone, but had approximately 72 chances to actually win this match, but was too busy taunting everyone. Yeah, no, but that's yes. what I'm saying. Like he was like, I could reach for that. But or I could alive. say Sierra Miedo. Or I could do my my move and then try to kill him more. Like we uh, know. Where his priorities lie. It's it's <laughs> doing zero marrow, trying to kill a man, championships. Like he yeah. <laughs> he showed up. He hit Rhodes. Sold, like where that, his priorities are. He hit Rhodes with that destroyer on that ladder. And I was just like, like they even sold it as such. Rhodes is dead. This is how they write Rhodes off. I think somebody in our chat actually said, like, maybe this is how they write Rhodes off because Penta just yeah. murdered Rhodes. Yeah. Uh, and then like, like, did, did we talk about, about after that? that? Oh god. Do what? You go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, what I, I love that about that is uh, is the fact that throughout the rest of the match is we could see Cody standing in the entrance ring, like the entrance ramp, but I kind of like that because it's like, you know the doctors are probably trying to pull him back, and he's saying, no, I can go back in. So it kind of added <laughs> a, a little... Don't cut me, like, Coach. Put, don't put cut me. Put me, put me, in, put me in, Coach. Uh, Cody, I liked it. I didn't like it. Your arm is doing problems, this. I didn't mind... Mm-hmm. I didn't mind, like you said, that like, you know, can be like, no, let me back in. But it's just like at points when you looked like my eyes kept going over there and he's mm-hmm. like standing there talking to somebody. It's like they're just he's not sitting there talking to him. I was like, my eyes keep going to that. Just 
walk away. So that was my only problem with this. My eyes kept going back to Cody, just sitting there like talking to people. Like, yeah, man, hey, what are you doing this weekend? You gonna go golf and stuff after this? What are we doing? Are we gonna get drinks after this? Oh crap, is it time for me to go back in? Yeah, okay, I gotta stop this uh this guy from getting the master ring. Like, I don't know. It just oh. it, it, it took me out of it. That was the one thing about that match that uh bothered me a little bit is just that like yeah. you could see him all the time. Can we talk yeah. about how after watching uh Penta though like go out trying to murder everybody, Jake the Snake Roberts decided to get in the ring and took it's a bump. Great. And yeah. took him not only took a bump, but performed, which I still to this day, he does a better DDT than it, than anyone. So we got yeah. to see a Jake the Snake DDT, oh, yeah. which was it's super so, dope. It, it's the snap. It's just that snap. Yeah. That you put on it. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it's nothing like seeing a 65 yeah. year old man who's uh, been through rehab 47 times, put someone into a DDT again. Because here's the thing. I never brought it up, but like uh, during every the single one of those of promos, during yeah. every single one of those promos with Lance Archer, I was watching like Lance Archer's promos and I was just like Jake just looks tired like he looks like he's just sitting there like I guess they yeah. told me to be here like he looked like he didn't want to be there and so it was nice and refreshing when Jake you know decided bro what would happen if I hopped in the ring and mm-hmm. hit somebody with a DDT and I was just like oh dang like hitting suplexes and DDT yeah uh, it was a fun little treat then- though you know <laughs> And then he ran into Penta, and Penta was like, a new victim. <laughs> Penta was I've like, never, if, if there's yeah. a ladder, I'm throwing someone off of it. And then, well, and then, and we haven't mentioned it. It's like, if you want to make someone look strong, throwing this way back to, like, season one in our Roman Reigns talk, gotta make them look strong. Gotta make them look that strong. That match was the best possible way to make Lance Archer look strong. That guy looked oh, like yeah. a dominant, dominant gorilla. Yeah. I mean, there was that part, I think it was Ethan or maybe it was somebody else, mm-hmm. where he was climbing and someone popped him on the leg and he was just like uh, what's that? Yeah, oh yeah, it was yeah, it was Ethan. And he like popped down and threw him off and then but and then he took a spot where I can't remember who it was, somebody power bombed someone onto the freaking ladder that was open and Lance Archer was in between the two rungs of the ladder and it smashed yeah. on him. I was just like, Jesus, yeah. I didn't know we're here to kill our wrestlers. Well, you didn't tell Penna that. Penna definitely was like, "Oh, is this what we doing today?" <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, someone someone had realize. yeah, didn't realize that kills someone. Someone eventually had to grab the ring uh, from the Emerald Zone and Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> that that you know what you didn't notice it when they were just constantly climbing for it, but when they actually grabbed it, and you're like, "Look, I get it, grabbing the brass ring." That sucker's gonna take you to a bonus level. That how big that thing is. Like, <laughs> Dude, that thing I almost was ex- like a giant hula hoop. Like it was so freaking big. When Scorpio Sky, spoiler, uh, grabbed the ring off, I was convinced they were going to like warp to a bonus zone where he had to hit those little <laughs> blue bubbles and turn them red without stepping on them. Like I could have sworn just how size that was. He was doing that. Uh, I have to say, uh, though, I love that this smart-ass company just made it a brass ring. They were just oh, like, yeah. screw oh, yeah. it. It's a brass ring. Well, because you know like, they could have done the classic, like, oh, he grabbed a contract, or oh, yeah. you know, whoever reaches the top and grabs the title wish, gets a shot at the title. Like, I really wish they would have just used a briefcase. <laughs> no, no, they're trying. They, <laughs> okay, we just had uh, to deal with a briefcase. Is Scorpio Sky getting the shot this Wednesday? 
Yeah. Yes. So it's Scorpio Sky okay. versus Darby That's Allen true. on a weekly show. But I mean, That's most of the the titles really only defended on on Dynamite because it's on, the TNT champion. Di- well, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. But and, I just and I didn't think it'd be like the this week. I thought they'd at least have a week or two maybe to build it or something. But uh, yeah, they're going to recuperate. You mean oh, to yeah, recuperate and, because recuperate you know, about the the next match we're going to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, what we were we were ready to go into the match, and uh, they were they were like they they came back. There's a little podium, and we were like, oh, we're, we're getting a little announcement, uh, yeah. and they were like, and oh, we're gonna finally get uh, what's up? And then I'm just gonna say this because I know you weren't a TNA fan, so therefore you I so then you hear a familiar countdown that we heard. For about eight years if you were a tna fan and it was a remix version of a song that to this day i think is probably one of the best entrance songs out there and then i was like no it can't be no it can't be everyone's been talking about it and it was and then, then we it built it up in, and it was christian cage Sorry, I had to do it to you. Yes, it was I'm leaving. It was Cage. <laughs> Coming out to his TNA countdown music. It was remixed. It was fantastic. And I don't know. I love the fact that he didn't say a word. He came out. He did his little hand over his eyes thing and signed it. Yeah, left in the ring and then left. Pulled his shirt out that said Outwork Everyone. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's like, hey, everyone go buy my new shirt. It's on sale. All right. I'm out. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. They're going to they're gonna give me my money now. I, uh, cool. Deuces. <laughs> I like it that he didn't talk either because now it's like tune in. Is he a heel? Is he a face? What's you know? What's he going to go after? Who's he going to go after? Yeah, like I like no promo. I like just he's here. Enjoy the fact that he's here. We'll we'll tell you about it on Wednesday. <laughs> Y'all don't yeah. need words. Y'all see who it is. Yeah. Uh, that that being said, though, now we now have two cages and we're gonna have to sort that out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think I can't remember which one of you guys said it in the Twitter DM group, but it's Christian Cage versus uh, Brian Cage in a still cage match. Yeah, that was Ron with his typical yeah over the top. He was or like, we could yeah Christian Cage and Brian Cage versus Ethan Page and Hangman Page in a still cage match was, uh, with a referee. Yes, referee <laughs> Page versus Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah, and uh, one of the pay, one of them is uh, escorted by Page. Yes, there you go. Perfect. Page escorts the pages. <laughs> All right. So I know WWE listens to our podcast a lot, but AEW, if you happen to be tuning in as well, <laughs> go. Make it happen. Uh, make We've it happen. giving you gold. Uh, the, next, the next go. match was interesting because uh, we talked about it. And I mean, we, we did determine that technically there were other ones, but nothing to this scale. We got uh, <laughs> a, a quasi cinematic match. Uh, Sting and Darby Allen versus Brian Cage and Ricky Starks in a street fight, but really just in a warehouse that also kind of has a wrestling ring there. It was a street fight. Well, I mean, the wrestling ring was there just to start the match because right. then they immediately left. But yeah, but I mean, yeah, so yeah. Th- th- this whole setup was was dope. Like, I loved seeing the minions of Sting. I love the fact that Darby Allen and Sting had mirroring had face paints. Yeah, yeah, so like they each had yeah. half Sting, each half had half Darby, and I thought that was really cool. It was a cool look for Sting, who's basically been the same face paint for for thirty years now, almost. And, I don't uh, know if I'm a fan of Sting just driving a Ford. Well, it wasn't. Up. It was a Toyota Tacoma. Come on, get it right. Just, just pulling up in some pickup truck, like ah, my boss said I got to come out here and check on the lines. <laughs> Darby skateboarding there and then hitching a ride on the back, and no, I was it was a cool entrance. I thought that the, the setup to it yeah. too. They didn't play Power of Love right at that time. That's the exact time you played Power of Love. 
I am mad about this match for one reason. We can talk about the match is this match did not need commentary. Oh, yeah, they didn't. Well, yeah, I will say this. It didn't need it. Taz did add a little something where he was always almost like watching the fight. Like, yeah, my boys got this. Come on, my boys. Come on. Yeah. Uh, just didn't have it, though. It wouldn't have been like the end of the world. Like, absolutely fine without commentary. Uh, but I did like that. Like, you could imagine that Taz is sitting there with his little monitor like, come on, come on. You could do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I agree. Uh, I don't think it needed commentary. Uh I think it was beautifully shot. This was like a Christopher Nolan movie wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it was very well. That spot that Darby took where he threw him through the uh, glass, like throwing him through the glass, like, oh, okay. Oh it's my when God. the frame came down and hit him in, in the, the head. head. Oh my God, that spot. Because I saw, I'm like, that looks cool, but it's probably sugar. Oh, that hurt. No, like, yeah. And Ugh. yeah, you, like you're talking about, like the fact that the, the cinematic aspects of it were so cool. There was one time where Darby and and uh, and Brian or one of the two two pairs that were fighting were fighting in the ring, and the other two were, were fighting at the end of the this this warehouse. And they took yes. a camera from the top of the ring and like threw it down a zip line. And it was one of the coolest, just the coolest shots I've seen. But then, yes. for the first time ever, I don't know if I just don't remember this happening. Sting broke the bat on someone's back. Yeah, he like typically <laughs> when Sting hits somebody with a bat. Yeah, huh? he doesn't typically break the bat. He usually just kind of like almost like uh, yeah. Triple H sledgehammers it. Like I'm just using this to kind of accentuate yeah. my punch or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you don't typically see Sting just full yeah. on, you know, Louisville slugger somebody. There were uh, just so many cool little mo- yeah. moments, like whenever Ricky and Sting were fighting, and Sting had his bat, and he threw it up there, and like he threw it up into the into the uh, the the loft. So it, you know, because Ricky was like, "Oh, you're nothing without your bat," and then Sting proceeded to obviously beat the crap out of him without of it. And yeah. you're nothing and then without with, your bat. I've got this and, wall though. Whack. <laughs> yeah. And then Hook and Hobbs showing up, which we knew was going to happen, and both of them getting decimated almost instantly, um, which was great. Like showing, like showing yeah. the power of that. And then Darby Allen uh, decided, "Hey, I'm going to jump off a thousand story building." Yeah, like, hey, what if I didn't have to worry about coming into work on Wednesday? Oh, wait, I do. <laughs> and then proceeds to jump from what I would assume is probably 20 to 30 feet above where Brian Cage is onto yeah. what looks like a giant piece of plywood that is then suspended over a pit that's probably 20 to 30 feet deep. I like to think that Darby was not yeah. aware that the match happened so because he was on his way to the warehouse. And so mm-hmm. in his mind, he's like, I don't have anything to do Wednesday, whatever. I'll just throw myself <laughs> off of a three-story building through kind of a cardboard box. Uh, yeah. And it's almost like, like they, he as won. They, as they're picking up out of the pit, they're like, man, I can't believe you did that cra- that craziness with the tile defense in three days. Uh, uh, no. What now? I like to imagine that they both got back in Sting's pickup and they turn on the radio and it was right then. They were like, and then we've got Darby Allen this Wednesday and Darby's like, bro, what? <laughs> Yeah, it was take great. me home. I'm not going to the arena. Take me home. No. Not doing great it. Not match. Doing it. Great, great match. Great uh, match. I want to say what's funny though is if you paid attention to the promos leading up to this match, everything they had for Sting was just TNA. Oh yeah, 100. <laughs> yeah. They 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 didn't even reach out to WWE to be like, hey, can we use some of this WCW stuff? They're like, no, nah, we're just gonna. Every time he won the TNA Championship, here you go. He was like 47 times that I held it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent, a hundred percent. And like to me, the weirdest thing, like 
I liked how they were both kind of showing they're like, we're hoodlums, you know. Yeah. Uh, but like so when Darby did it, it was like, all right, cool, because that's what you do. But when mm-hmm. Sting was just looked at me and he was like, Oh yeah? Well, I could break glass too. I'm a hoodlum. And I was just like, what are you guys doing? Like in in <laughs> suspension of disbelief world, it's just two dudes who rolled up to a warehouse and was like, Yeah, I break windows. Sting was like, <laughs> Sting was like. Ah, I break Sting, stuff too. Sting breaking the windows and being like, I'm a hoodlum is the equivalent of that gift of the guy, of the old man walking up in baggy jeans. Uh, hello, 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 youth. <laughs> like, that's exactly <laughs> what I thought of every time we hello, broke the windows. Like, yeah, Let's Darby, just ignore. <laughs> Well, let's ignore that he's about to be 62 years old. Let's just see. Right? What's up? What's up, fellow hoodlums? Yeah. <laughs> Nevertheless, it was good. I enjoyed it. I think it's one yeah. of the better. I actually, I think to this day, it is probably the best cinematic match I've seen with it barely edging out Boneyard. Yeah, barely. Because, like, in Boneyard, it was very, oh, yeah. very cinematic. And this one, it was more about, like, the very physicality of it. Yeah. Boneyard was more about telling a story. Uh, which not that yeah. there was anything wrong with it. It's just this one used the entire environment and let it be like the action and not just the story. Like there wasn't like somebody showed up. Spots. I also think this had better spots and uh, better camera work. Yes. Although no one died, that kind of gives a slight edge to. Well, uh, we don't know. No one's given us an update on Darby Allen or Brian Cage. That's, uh, that's right. I mean. <laughs> they've booked him to work Wednesday, so like, unless he calls Does the he manager, <laughs> he's like, "Hey, uh, hey, boss, yeah, no, look, I'm sick. What what happened? I fell four stories. Is that a good? <laughs> right, I'm not coming into work today. <laughs> We're postponing that until next week. Are broken. <laughs> you, look, just get that away. Look, look, I can't feel my legs. I gotta go. Bye. I jumped on a <laughs> literal piece of stone or a boulder known as Brian Cage. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I elbow dropped a boulder and then fell another forty feet. Is that a good? Can I can I miss work? Can I miss um, work now? And then and then and then we got to the main event, uh, which was AEW World Championship Kenny Omega versus John Moxley mm-hmm. in an exploding barbed wire death match. And the only thing that we had to go off of was a crown drawing that uh, Kenny Omega threw together and put out saying, like, this is what it looks like. I love uh, it. Which is pretty, good. I, li- it's pretty I, good. I will say this before we get too into the match. I really, really liked the look of everything. Uh, yeah. the, the effects that happened every time they hit the ropes were really, really good, and I like that they incorporated them, that they weren't just, like, you mm. know, visual wows. There was, like, some incorporation into it happening. The Besides the ending, we won't even get to the ending yet. The one problem I had was kind of how underwhelming the uh, what they were calling the the triple landmines. hell. Yeah, the supposed landmines that if they fell on them, mm-hmm. they were like, and I was like, eh? Well, like they I were, they like, made those out to be a lot more dead. To, to their defense, have you ever seen a landmine explode in person? Yes. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> yes, I have. It's it's big, and nobody would survive. I think to me, my problem with that was the uh, the placement of the pyro, 
And I get that you're trying not to hurt anyone, but it's they were suplexing through this table with barbed wire, and then on the sides it was exploding. So it just came off looking like you're just shooting pyro up near them, but not anywhere yeah, it, where it would hurt them. Uh, yeah, that I, that was my only issue. the the yeah. The ropes ones looked cool; like they looked very like you just you know tripped a breaker, you know, kind of explosion. Yeah. Uh, but the the ringside ones where I was mixed, the fireworks was just bad. Yeah. Uh, oh, and that's the thing, though. They were like, "Oh God, they're gonna hit the the Hell Trio or whatever the heck they yeah. called the the thing." I was more just looking like, "Oh, like when he was trying to get up." I was just like, "Oh, that's the part that hurts." Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, it's coming yeah. with him. Exactly. Stop it. Yeah, I mean, explosions aside, uh, as someone who has frequented uh, deathmatch wrestling in person, um, I will say this was a good. This was a fantastic deathmatch. Um, they yes. used the barbed wire right. Um, I mean, John Moxley took a spot where his head hit the corner of a trash can. I don't know if you guys have yeah. ever seen that one. That's what cut him open. It yeah, was, John got hurt early. It was brutal. I mean, Kenny taking um, a paradigm shift into a, a, a piece of plywood covered in barbed wire that then sliced him open was fantastic. Yeah. The, the weapons that they use and then like actually seeing the barbed wire stuck in their skin via the camera angles like this was a yes. fantastic death match. And uh, the, the only one that's, that I've seen that's better that I saw live was whenever uh, David Arquette did his in L.A., um, yeah. When he literally severed an artery in his neck. Yeah. And there's also yeah. uh, a ref. The ref very existence was selling it because he looked like he was prepared for just like. <laughs> Mad suit. He was in a hazmat <laughs> suit. They showed on Twitter. They showed on Twitter where they were spraying him down with flame retardant so he wouldn't catch on fire. <laughs> and my uh, favorite so thing good. is they're like, we got to protect the ref. What about the dudes that are us? Ah, whatever. But the ref. <laughs> Um, I also and, really like. Let's talk about. I was about to say, let's talk about Renee's tweet during it all. Just what the crap? Oh yeah. yeah. WTF? Renee, Renee just, just been, like not not so much even turned just like a John. You didn't tell me about this. Like, <laughs> wait, you said you were going to work. Not the dad. Just, just like this was not what we talked about. <laughs> this was not what we talked about. This was not in the marriage agreement. Um, yeah, you have a child on the way. I mean, yeah. I love that the the two pregnant and pregnant wives had had uh, husbands in a ladder match and a death match. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Uh, um, brilliant. No, the, the, one thing, the one thing I did like was the uh, that I've never seen before is the uh, the baseball bat at the end that Kenny oh. hit him and it was like an exploding yeah, barbed wire baseball. Bat. Yeah, the good mm -hmm. the good brothers bringing out the exploding barbed yeah. wire. Yeah, yeah. I never see I'd never seen that before. I thought that, that was a really cool that. spot. I, I I'm surprised they didn't kill him. To be honest, like yeah. that was a legitimate explosion. If you couldn't tell, yeah, that yeah. was legitimately they something got hit, some trigger got hit, and something got right right like a foot or yeah. less from Moxley's. And then of course yeah. the good being the good brothers being the good brothers cost Moxley the match, which means we're going to get another match between these two, which I'm okay with because they're arguably two of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah, um, yeah. Like this was the, the thing is though, this was thing. supposed to be the end all match. Like, how do you? top that that's what i was about to say where do we go next where do a we barbed go wire next? steel cage that's the only thing i, I, do I with the barbed wire i steel mean cage. we have a lot of places to go next because after the match ended we all saw the explosion literally killed eddie kingston okay before we get into that before we get into all of that i will say this <laughs> 
Eddie Kingston is a national treasure. Oh, we yes. must protect him at all costs. Dude, <laughs> that happened, and Eddie Kingston sold it like a champ. Mox yeah. grabs the mic after the show went off the air and was like, yeah, that was crap. And Eddie Kingston's still in the ring, like acting like he just had a heart attack. Because he Kingston, did. He did. I'm convinced that Eddie Kingston... I mean, so so for everyone who didn't see Eddie Kingston, The Butcher and the Blade, which is by by far a, a stable that I love now. I love the fact that them three are together. Um, mainly because I've loved The Butcher and Blade since they were in the indie scene in L.A. and I got to watch them live. Um, but then, like, Eddie like, going in the ring and Butcher and the Blade being like, what are you doing? And, and then, like, Eddie's like, I'm trying to get you Moxley out. Before, yeah. as this countdown's as this on the screen behind them, and, and and he's like, I don't know what to do, so he pulls a cap, Steve Rogers, Captain America, and jumps on top of him to protect him from the explosion. I mean, and then the explosion killed him. You keep using that word, explosion. Okay, if I killed him, you Goldberg sparklers went off, and he got really like maybe singed a bit. See, then yes, for those of you Goldberg's talking about. And we were told the man died. I don't know you who what really you guys are talking about. It was a it was an actual explosion with a bomb, and Eddie Kingston died. Look, now you may have just seen Quick Pop Cast's version of it, and I understand that that was like a very gruesome scene that got put up on our Twitter yeah. that showed what really happened without the filters that they put on to the uh, live. That podcast. was crazy that that explosion uh, summoned CM Punk. That was some that was some crazy stuff. I, I can't believe I that it. I well, can't I mean, believe that bomb. it killed Eddie Kingston. I, but the question is, is that right, is Moxley either. still alive, though? Mm-hmm. Is Moxley still alive? Did Eddie Kingston sacrifice? Was it for nothing, or is Mox still alive? I need to know this. I th- I, w- w- it, the air cut off, but Eddie Kingston looked very dead. Mox may have moved his leg. I think Eddie saved his life. Okay. Okay. You no, know, thank God. You're right. Thank God. I, God bless you, Eddie Kingston. I have to agree with you. I can't believe. <laughs> that Eddie Kingston is dead. Yeah, it's 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 an awful awful situation. You know, I he was a good he was a great wrestler. I'm really glad that he finally got a shot with AEW. I wish it just would have lasted longer. And with that, that was <laughs> AEW <laughs> Revolution. Uh, fantastic pay per view overall. I will say this: um, I really hate for that company. That obviously there was mistakes with the pyro. That's yeah. not obviously yeah. what they wanted. I really hate it for that company because, like you said, that was an amazing death match. And if they could have had the exclamation point at the end of that show of like the ring covered in smoke, you can't even see anyone inside the ring. Have Mox go through it or something. Yeah. yeah and they go like, off the, the air that way. Like everyone would have been talking about how amazing this is. And like if I, you could have done like a a a cut to black or cut to static, like a bright white light and then a cut to static, that would have to me sold it a lot more than you know your dad getting a couple of uh, fireworks down at the corner and setting them off. I uh, yeah. I, I I do like so I do like what they did in, in doing like the online exclusive of after the match, like Moxley saying, "Well, we know that uh, you know Kenny Omega Kenny can't build." build can't build a bomb worth yeah. shit. Um, so I, I like that, but I also love the fact that Eddie was still selling it while Lux yeah. was saying this. Yeah. Um, like it's off the air, and the only yeah. people there are the live crowd who know better just because 
live crowd is live crowd. Yeah. And Eddie's just like, yeah. no, you're going to have to carry but, me out. No, I'm so, not alive. <laughs> I, I think that in some aspects, I think it was planned that way so that Mox can now take shots at Kenny moving forward and they still have something to argue about. Yes. But also at the, at yes. the same point, it kind of makes me angry. And I agree with what Bully Ray said on Busted Open today is that uh, they'll always only remember the finish, which is a quote from Vincent McMahon. Yeah. Yeah, which is unfortunate yeah. because, like I said, like I think they were really going for a very serious tone with like Kenny throwing himself on top of Mox, and so when it, then when things you know panned out, you're just like, oh, but, well, okay. But like when you think about it, isn't that isn't that letdown of an explosion almost on par with Kenny as a champion right now with Don Callis and the Good Brothers I mean, and the Young Bucks? I suppose. Like, I mean, Tony Khan said it best. Like, what were you expecting? Like, obviously, we weren't actually going to blow up the ring. But I just feel like there were other ways with the style of, like, wrestling, the, you know, semi-highly edited wrestling that you can do. I think Mm -hmm. that's unfair to be like, what were you expecting? This was a death match. Anyone that heard about a uh, exploding barbed wire death match, you can Google it, find the matches from Japan, and you see the huge explosion. So it's like, I didn't think you were going to actually blow up a ring. I thought you were going to explode enough, like, kind of explosive smoke bombs to cover the ring in smoke. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. that is what I expected, you know? It's it's one of those things to where it's like... like to, make, to, not make a, to not make a direct comparison, but yeah. when we were told that, like, somebody was going to get set on fire at the Inferno match between Orton and The Fiend, and then someone, even though, you know, trickery and movie magic yeah. did get set on fire. So it's yeah. the fact that, like, as, as much as I hate to say it, like, WWE delivered in that regard. They said, you know, yeah. we're having an Inferno match. Someone's going to get set on fire. And normally it's just like, ah, you know, they kind of got burned on their jacket. And WWE was like, nah, bro, you didn't hear us? Somebody's going to get set on fire. Yeah. And I just and feel like, like AEW could have done this- something. Yeah, and you can't tell me that this explosion wasn't supposed to look like, holy crap, how could he have survived so that Mox could be written off TV so he could go be with Renee until they have their baby and then come back. Like, that's what this was meant to be. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's like I- I'm glad they're going storyline-wise with the, you know, Kenny, they just screwed up in the making of it. But it's like, it is what it is. Some of your pyro didn't go off. It didn't look like how you wanted it to. It happens. It happens. It sucks that it happens, but uh, yeah, it's just you got to roll with it. And uh, moving forward, it sounds like AEW's storyline stance is going to be Kenny and them made this exploding ring. They didn't make it well, and yeah. so uh, it didn't do the job in uh, in getting rid of Moxley. I like it. Run with it. I like it. Yeah, uh... I agree. Mistakes are going to happen. Find a way to uh, uh, make it part of the story. I, I have nothing. Uh, I have nothing but confidence that Dynamite will. You know, they've said they're going to address it on Dynamite. So I have nothing but confidence that they're going to take. You know what went down and push it forward in a story. Uh, I'm yeah. not worried about that factor at all. Uh, it just. I don't know. I'm with you guys. Like that's definitely what people are going to remember. Is I mean I. Uh, uh, call me like a, a bias or someone that's saying like you know trying to be different from the I mean, crowd but i it, it bias i mean sorry john moxley's my favorite wrestler of all times it's Whatever. okay it's okay um but i like i 
still like thinking about it today like i barely think about the ending like because that match was so good to me like i i, I give that i give that match a, a five stars like instantly oh yeah it's still great it's still a great match yeah. Just- i mean i think this whole pay-per-view was good <clears throat> people will rag on the ending remember mm-hmm. but hopefully people will also think back on this pay-per-view is this was not a bad pay-per-view no you this had was like a step in the right direction for AEW. Yeah, no, 100%. It was a gr- good pay-per-view, just boxed, botched fireworks. That's or were they botched? Or were, was it planned like that? Like, you can literally ask that question. I just, I don't believe that you would want that to look like that. I just, I, I, don't, I don't believe it. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I, I will admit if I am. I just, I don't believe it. Yeah. I'm mixed, because, like, on one hand, you could say, like, that's what they meant to do. But, I mean... Really, if that was your marquee match and that's what she meant to do, like I, don't, mm-hmm. I almost don't know which I want more. Did they mean to do that or was it a botch? I don't know which I want more. To I want. Me, I want them to mean to do it. do it. Well, yeah, yeah. But to me, if they meant to do it, the announcers would have commented as so. Tony Khan, I mean, not Tony Khan. Tony Schiavone wouldn't be like screaming, "Oh my god, a bomb just went off!" Like it's you know, and like selling it as if it was this huge thing. Yeah. If if it was if it was meant to be botched, to, uh, like. Shivani would have been like, wait, is that it? You know, and stuff yeah. like that. They would have had Kenny on the stage screaming like, it was supposed to kill him. It was supposed to kill him, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. So, yeah, really, really good. Really, really nice. But the ending, the ending uh, you has, uh, has two different sides of people taking it. Uh, and that's going to be our show. I think we've been going for a healthy amount of time. Um, but we're going to go ahead and wrap it up there. Uh, we got to see what, if anything, is going on on Raw. Spoiler, probably not. But, you know, there's three hours. Something You've got three hours to make something happen. At least one thing has to happen. And, you know, like a I was about to say, they'll have all I've seen is La- yeah. what, what? Uh, all I've seen is Lashley and uh, Miz are having a rematch. That's all I've seen. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that that to me is weird because like all last week, Miz was doing his best to keep away from Lashley. And now it's like mm-hmm. now that he's beat me, I bet I could take him this time. I just want to point it out, Ace. We are one step closer to the bull crap that I said would happen at WrestleMania. Oh, what's that? That it's going to be Lashley and Brock Lesnar. Oh, well, I mean, it's it's always a possibility, but nothing's come full circle just yet. Um, so know, we're going to go ahead and wrap. Be and no one will be now, in the spirit of my recent being nice uh, and you know gracious to everyone, I do have to say, Ron is no longer your quick pop pick'em champion. Uh, that title goes to uh, Jake, who tied with me, but edged it out in the, uh, in the time of the, the main event match. Probably by seconds, like off of his mark. Like I think you were almost right on the money yeah. uh, with your prediction there. Uh, so you know, kudos to you, a hundred percent. You like.
if you were going to weave once again, been on a pretty, pretty decent tear of no one retaining like every yeah. single pick. Um, there's a new champion. Uh, it's don't worry. I'll, in wrestling I'll, I'll, world, I'll that would be that awful. Don't worry. Ace. I got you. I'll fix that next month. I'll fix it in wrestling. This would be awful booking. <laughs> Or amazing uh, booking. I mean, if you, you, you never know who's going to win that. That's the 24-7 logic, and <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, do you not it's love not the 24-7 title? I love the 24-7 champion when it's our truth, <laughs> not when it bounces around between ninjas and rap stars. Ugh, bad bunny. Very bad, Bunny. Um, that was our show. Thank you so much for uh, coming back on, Nell. Uh, we graciously missed your heavily biased, I mean, informed perspective uh, when it comes to the likes of AEW. And it totally makes sense for you to have returned on a major AEW uh, pay-per-view mm-hmm. breakdown. So it was good to have you back. Hope to see you again in the future. Uh, stay tuned. Big things happening. Uh, we are r- wrapping up season three of the Quick Pop podcast. Uh, as we all know, every year, WrestleMania is our series premiere for Quick Pop Mania. And we're going into season four. Got a bunch of big things planned and worked out uh, going into season four. So I hope you all can join us for that. Make sure to check us out on our various social medias. Uh, what's interesting is uh, here's where I would normally, even though you're not a guest, here's normally where I would shout out our, you know, our extra person, our plus one, show, so, so it may be. Uh, but I hear you are uh, taking some me time uh, yep. to yourself. Uh, which, you know, in this day and age, and the way that information is given out and people consume, like, every once in a while, you just got to do that. Uh, some yeah. more power to you. So normally, this is where I would, you know, say, like, follow, follow, follow. Uh, still, go follow Nelstar. Uh, he does say insightful things on the occasion uh, and also lets you know uh, when, you know, certain big major game stuff comes out. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to, I believe it was June 10th uh, is when a certain remake part two comes out. Bro, I have like five games to watch before that. Let's just. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm just saying, like, there's a, there may or may not be a very highly anticipated remake coming out. Uh, yeah. I guess if I have to plug something, uh, go check out Outriders. Uh, the demo is still going. You can mm-hmm. get some progress uh, to your thing. Uh, just don't don't have out hope for a legendary because I've been grinding and it's just not going to happen. Uh, yeah. Tune in next week. We don't have anything major planned. Uh, we may do a little bit of a segment uh, while we slowly approach uh, Fast Lane and then the official WrestleMania season. Uh, <laughs> Just you know, make sure to follow follow us on all our socials uh, because those are where you're going to hear about the big things coming out in season four. Um, mm-hmm. You don't want you don't want to miss it. Uh, my name is Ace uh, with my co-hosts uh, DJ uh, Champ again, Jake or whatever he's calling himself this week, uh, as well as uh, gosh, what are you calling yourself now? Now, what's your thing? I know we made one up for you uh, this past Sunday, but. Uh, Notorious Nell makes you sound like like an ultra heel. Uh, we we want to be like uh, uh, Super Mark <clears throat> Calloway. Uh, no, sure. We'll, we'll workshop something. Uh, we'll the man of something. a the man of a thousand beard follicles. Um, take care. Uh, mm-hmm. Wash your hands. Wash your face. Uh, we're almost we're almost in the home stretch. You know. 
be safe out there. Don't do nothing stupid. Uh, mm. Maybe avoid Texas and Mississippi for, for about a month. Uh, it's kind of hard, Ace. It's kind of hard for me to avoid Texas. Well, <laughs> if, if you're already there, you're already there. Just you know, It's kind of hard for me to avoid Mississippi. So that, That's what's really weird and funny at the same time, but I'm trying to <laughs> um, that both of y'all, I'm like, just don't go see these guys. Um, but for real, you know, they you never visit anymore. Oh, it's weird. It's almost, it's almost like a self-imposed lockdown. And also you haven't invited me. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we, we, uh, we love uh, talking to you guys each and every week. Make sure to tune in every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time where we record this live over at twitch.tv slash card, and then we release every Wednesday at whenever they actually put it out on all major platforms. No. And just remember, as we say each and every week until we get a resolution to this, remember, it is a felony in all 50 states to set a man on fire on live television. Good night, everybody. Still can't believe Eddie Kingston died. Make sure that you're following us on all of our social medias, including Twitter at QuickPopCast, Facebook at the Quick Pop Podcast, and Instagram as well at the Quick Pop Podcast. Any of those are great ways to reach out to the host of the show, and we'd love to talk to you as well. We are constantly speaking on current events and would love to hear your opinions on stuff too. So get in touch with us today. <laughs>